0: Uh, this morning, I had a really clear message about a month ago from the Lord about what uh, a message that I felt like God wanted me to share, and um, it's it's awesome that I get the opportunity to share it with you this morning. And just as I was preparing this week, um, God really, I really felt like God was saying during the week just to be real and to just really share from a place of uh, my own story within what I want to share about, if that makes sense. So this is something that's really close to my heart and something that um, I really have experienced God in this way. If you want to open up your Bibles, because it's always good to start with the Word of God, I think that's important, and turn to 1 John, chapter 3, Uh, and we'll start at verse 1 and I'll just read a couple of verses from that. So if you want to turn to that, that'd be good. It says... How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, we now we are children of God and what we will be has not been yet, yet been made known but we know that when he appears we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure God God loves us and I think that's what that's what my the heart to share this morning with you guys is is the love um, of a father it's father's day you know so I felt like this message is pretty appropriate considering that we're, we're honoring our fathers our earthly fathers but I really wanted to honor today God as a father to us and as we honor God God got as a God he he just always longs to pour out his love upon us, and, and that 's so evident through scripture it 's so evident through times of worship it 's evident in every moment of our lives when we see god 's goodness and his grace in our lives and, and he 's a God that just loves to love his children, and that 's something that is something so great to hold on to um, because he loves us, you know and our experiences of god 's love are just in, it's of ev- evident sorry evident in our everyday lives. And it's through those experiences of God's love that it, it's cool that we get to glorify Him back out of those experiences. So out of God's love, and when God shows His love upon us, how, how do we then with that love, what do we do with that love? That I think that's what I really wanna capture today is what: how do we show God we accept Him loving us and go from there. And, and that's something that shows up and is evident in our everyday lives from second by second that we know if we walk in the fullness of knowing God's love for us, then what are we doing with that love? Because I think it's selfish if, we, if that love is given to us and then we don't give that. You know, in, I think it's in Mark, it says, love the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and all your strength. That's the greatest commandment. And then the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself and as God loves you. And to hold on to those two things is so important because if we just take God's love and if we accept God's love and then not do anything with it, then are we really honoring the love that God is giving us? Um, And the way that I wanted to show this to you guys this morning was God shows his love for us by uh, predestining predestining us for adoption into his family. Um, And it's in Ephesians chapter one, verses five to six, that he does that. Um, And it says, in love, he predestined us for adoption as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace. And I think when God created us as back at the very beginning of the Bible, he created us, Everyone, he created everyone. It doesn't matter what people group they're from. He created everyone to belong in his family, to belong in his love, to belong in his adoption and to be in the full awareness of that. God loved us in eternity before we were created. He loved us before he created the earth. He, he's loved us for all time because he's, he knows and he created us before all time. He, he, he knows the hair on our head. Hey, I remember when I was growing up, Mum always used to say, like, you know, God knows everything about you. It doesn't matter what he, like, it doesn't matter what you think, and it doesn't matter what you think he can hide. He knows, like, every hair on your head. He knows, like, everything about you, no matter what. And he knows that because he cares so much for us as his children, because he he so divinely created us to belong to him that he understands us so amazingly well. And he wants to. That's That's the thing. God wants to know everything about us, and he wants us to allow, like, it come from a place in our heart where we allow God, like we accept the fact that he knows and we want to let him know everything, if that makes sense. So even though he already knows everything, but it's important to realise that we need to allow God to know everything, if that makes sense. Um, and the aim of God's love, when he gives us his love, is so that we can honour him back and use that love. And he, and he loved us in a way that we might praise his grace. The ultimate aim of our adoption into the body of Christ and the ultimate aim of Jesus dying on the cross was for us to be accepted into his family and to then go on this awesome journey that we're all walking on in getting to know God closer and getting closer into God's heart. And from that, we then begin to like worship God more because the more he loves us, the more closer we are to him, the more we worship God. And yeah, I think it's so important that we understand that God longs for everyone on the earth to know his love. He knows, he longs for everyone to know him for who he is and for how much he cares for his people. And that that comes back to the the second greatest commandment, to love your neighbour as you love yourself. How are we loving the people around us in our everyday lives that might not know God? How are we showing them God's love through the love that God has for us? It's a two-way thing that, Is really important in the day that we like the time that we're in in this world. Like the world's, you know, there's things happening in the world that aren't like biblical, and there are things happening in the world that that it's sad. It's sad to see people suffer, but we have the greatest gift of all. We have God's love, which is the greatest gift ever. And what are we doing with that love? Uh, God showed His love for us by creating us. It says in Isaiah 43. Um, verses six and seven. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory. If God didn't create us, how could he love you if he didn't create you? I think it's, it's so creation is God's, it's part of God loving you. He created you so that, that he can love you. And, and that went right back right, right to the start of the Bible in Genesis when he created, he created us in his own image. He created us so that we could receive his love and then love him back. He brought you into being that you might enjoy forever all the good plans and all the goodness that he has for you. He created us so that he can spoil us. He created us so that as a dad, as a father, he can give us the things that we long for and the things that we desire. And that's so special. I think growing up as a kid, um, I I grew up in a house where my mum was my dad. She's awesome Um, and, you know, I haven't had a father for most of my life and mum would always spoil me. Mum would always spoil me and my sister. She'd go out of her way no matter what, no matter how it was, she would go out of her way to spoil us. And she she used to always say that I spoil you because I love you and, you know, even sometimes when you don't deserve it, when you've been a naughty kid, like, it's still, she still would love me unconditionally and still be there and support me and give me things unconditionally if that makes sense. And God does the same for us. For like, you know, we're 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 all sinners, we're all people that we're not perfect. God didn't create us perfect. Sam's pretty close, but <laughs> 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 Sam's pretty close to being perfect, but that's a secret that Sam doesn't tell anyone. <laughs> but we're all we're all created not perfect and I think and and the fact that God still longs to spoil us day after day minute after minute is so so cool to think about that he unconditionally just wants to give us everything. And that's something that I've held on to for a lot of my life, to know that God, no matter what I do, no matter where I've been, no matter what I've done, he still loves me unconditionally to the point where it's just so overwhelming that I can't contain it. His love is unexplainable. Another way that God showed his love for us is that he sent us Jesus. He sent us a saviour. He sent us a person, he sent his only son to come to the earth to take all our sins on his back so that we can just get close to God. That's so cool to think about the fact that God sent his only son to die for me, to die for you, to die for us so that we can just get closer to God, to bridge that gap. And I think that that's one of the ultimate sh- like ways that God has ever loved like shown his love for us is through, is through Jesus and if you want to turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 2 verses 10 to 14 I'm just going to read that bit of scripture and it says in chapter 2 verses 10 to 14Fear not for behold I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord? This will be a sign for you: you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was an angel, and a multitude of heavenly hosts came down, saying, "Praise God! Glory to God in the highest!" We get Jesus, and God gets the glory. He sent His only Son to die for us, so that we can get close to Him, to then glorify Him again. We get the good news of great joy. God gets a praise. And that and that's God's design in sending his son to bridge that gap to then bring us back to a place where we can glorify him in the fullness of who we are in God. And, and when Jesus hung on the cross and he cried out, you know, El, El Shaddai, like God, he cried out to his father, um, and and he took on that pain and that suffering, that gap was forever bridged so that we could then step into the fullness of being his child and the exception of that that offer of adoption into the family. The love of God animates us. It moves us. It impels us. It causes us to feel things that we don't know what we're feeling. It causes us to want to get to know God better. And it is shown through the act of the cross. Yeah, it says in John 3.16 that, For God so loved the world, that he sent his one and only Son, that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And, you know, that verse is said, oh, it's, probably, it's the most quoted Bible verse there is. Everyone knows it. It's one of the first Bible verses you remember. And I think a lot of the time it's taken for granted. And it's just, it's just said like how I just said it. For God so loved the world, da, 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 da. But that verse in itself is so amazing when you break it down and when you look at like the structure of the verse and you you look at what's said in the verse. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. God loved the world that he sent his one and only son. Like, I don't know about you guys. I don't have any kids yet, not yet. But like for you fathers out there and, and, and you mothers out there, would you be able to say like, I love, imagine if you were God and then you were in the position where would you feel the same way that you would love your people so much that you would give up your one and only son or your one and only child? That's a, that's a, massive, that's a massive thing that is hard to comprehend. And it's scary to think that God gave up his son I, it's something that I, I don't really get my head around all the time because how God cares about me so much that he would send his only son so that I could become a son for him. Um, and that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It's just, it's a thought that I, I just love because I love God and I love knowing that God loves me. And, and I get, I love allowing God just to love on me and to love, let, just let him happen and let him just be who he is to me. Everyone here knows the song, How He Loves. It's a, you know, by um, Jonathan Mark McMillan or David Crowderband or Jesus Culture or Curry Joe version, whatever. It's, there's that many different versions of the song. This, this, is, this is my favorite song all time. Um, I remember I was probably about, I don't know, how old would I have been on a go? I would have been, I don't know, 10, 12, about that age. It was about six or seven years ago. And it's a song that throughout all my years um, walking with God is a song that I've just hung on to and I can never get enough of singing it. Uh, It's a song that means so much to me and I hold on to the lyrics so tightly and it's so special. It has a place in my heart because I'm a visual person and I love visualising God's love through this song. Um, and the lyrics go, he is jealous for me. You know, he's jealous for me. And when you think of that you think, oh, jealousy, that's bad. You don't, you're not meant to be jealous. But there are many times in the Bible where God is said to be jealous. Um, and it's, and it's usually in the old Testament. And there are many cases where God is talked about being jealous for his people. He's talked about being a jealous God that so longs for his people to be in connection with him and be one with him, that he would go out of his way to defeat opposing armies. He would go out of his way to rebuild cities over and over again, even though his people kept turning away from him, even though we still are not perfect and we make mistakes day after day, God is still jealous for us. And he goes on to say, he loves like a hurricane and I am a tree. Hurricanes are pretty scary. Like they're usually pretty big, and there were some being some big ones, and you know there was the massive hurricane in oh it was a cyclone same thing kind of thing American and then Aussie whatever um, but yeah, there was cyclones so and there was cyclone Winston in Fiji that we all know about that happened earlier in the year and that was a devastating thing but if God's love is like a cyclone and I'm and we are like trees, did anyone see the photos from Fiji? I'm guessing most people saw them. And you saw the complete devastation that happened to certain towns. I, that, that's amazing. God, God loves us that much that his love is that powerful and his love is that strong for us that it puts into perspective what that picture actually looks like. God loves us as much as that cyclone tore apart Fiji. As weird as that sounds. But like it kind of, does that make sense? Yeah, God loves us that much that... It, te- it would tear us apart, I think, if we had a full understanding of the love God had for us. Like, we, I, th- I think God reveals us and God gives us revelation to the amount that we need and to the amount that we, he, th- he knows that we can handle. And God wouldn't give us more than we can handle. I think if God unleashed His full self on us, I'd, I don't know if we'd be standing here on right here because His love is that fierce, His love is that strong, and his love is that powerful that, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what to say about that. But anyway, um, and then it says, when all of a sudden I'm unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory. Like, I'm unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory. I think God is so good to us that in the, in the at lowest points and in points where we're we're struggling and we're, we're longing for answers. He has a way of just, as it says, eclipsing us in his glory and eclipsing us in his love and in his understanding and his grace and his mercy. He, he longs for us to rely on him. He longs for us to want to hold on to him. He longs for us to want to trust in him and to surrender in, at certain points in our lives when that is happening. It says, I, I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. I don't, I don't know if many of you guys know this, but when this song was written by Jonathan Mark McMillan, um, the, the story behind it is he lost his best friend in a car crash. His best mate, he's one of his band members, um, grown up with him, went to high school with him, best man at his wedding. He lost him in a car crash, just like that. And out of out of that horrible place of, losing someone so close to you, this song came out of it. When when he was feeling at his absolute lowest point, he was able to put everything aside and to look to God and to cry out to God in a point of absolute weakness and allow God to be God to him. And that's something so special. And I can relate to that. Um, a couple of years ago, um, I wasn't, I wasn't I grew up I grew up in a Christian home I grew up in a Christian family and I grew up always believing in God and I grew up always knowing that like someday I was going to do something for God all that kind of jazz you know you know how it is um, and I never really experienced God for myself growing up i I experienced him but I, I never really understood it and i and i, I in the end I, I started getting older and as I got older I started making bad decisions and I started to walk away from God um, and decided to take my life down a different path and I remember one morning waking up after going out the night before um, and I was 17 oh yeah 17 yeah just 17 2018 about that and I remember waking up and I was just angry mess I was not in a good place at all and I went onto to Facebook and this song came on Facebook and I don't know it, it just played for some reason, and I, I didn't click play or anything like that, but I, it just, the song just played on Facebook and the video came up. And I was like, oh, this song, I know this song. Like, you know, this brings back memories and this brings back a whole lot of good feelings about God and how much God loves me. And I remember sitting in bed and I was like, oh, just listen to it for the sake of listening to it because, you know, I feel like listening to it. And um, God broke me, absolutely broke me. He, he tore me apart and messed me up absolutely messed me up and it was the version of the song where it's Kim Walker Smith Kim Walker Smith leading and Daniel and I we we always when we listen to this version we know like the words that she says like in that little break thing and we say like the words word for word like you know God's love is about to break through the room and like you know his presence is here tonight and if you haven't encountered the love of God you better brace yourselves (laughs) because you're never going to be the same blah 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 she says all that kind of stuff and um I remember it got to like that point of the song before they went back into the second verse and started singing. And I was, I was, I was crying. And I I was just experiencing God for the first time in my life. I experienced God in a way that it felt so real and so tangible. And it, it was so like, I could like feel the love of God just sitting on me and it was such a cleansing love of God. Um, and, and out of that, it got to the this second verse and says, we are his portion and he is our prize, drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes. If grace is an ocean, we're all singing. And then comes my favourite line in the history of songwriting, which is debatable because there's two different versions and everyone likes a different version. But um, it's when heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss or an unforeseen kiss, one or the other, <laughs> however you like to look at it. You know, some people would say young people like the sloppy work kiss and some people would say, oh, unforeseen kiss is more beautiful, whatever. It's an act of God's love. <laughs> it's, it's just God loving on us. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and it got to that point of the song and I, I, I literally, I felt God like kiss me with his love and I felt God just touch me with his love in that, in that point of the song. And I remember even though I wasn't walking with God and all that kind of jazz, I, this song just impacted me so much. And I, and I remember saying to God, you know, okay, no, right like right now, I didn't want you to do this to me. Like, I, I just woke up, I'm not feeling too great, and you just did that to me, God. Why? Like, you know, come on, have some consideration for me here. <laughs> I don't really want to be like weeping right now. Um, and uh, God, I remember I said to him, you know what? Thank you that you love me no matter what. Thank you that you love me in one of my darkest times or one of my darkest moments. Thank you that you love me and you will continue to love me no matter what I choose to do. I think that's so important for us to grab onto is that, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God loves. God will love you till the day that you pass away and you go to eternity with him. He's going to love you. He's going to love you tomorrow he loved you yesterday. And as a father, he 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 just longs to love his children. And it's just unconditional. I think it's so important for us to grab a hold of the, the joy and the love that God has for us. And I know I'm beating around a bush here and I'm just going around in circles. But this morning, I didn't really, like, this was what I felt like God really wanted to drum in today. And it's really interesting that Matt, uh, like, we're going through a two-week kind of fasting as a church, heading into... Like the five-year celebration, which is next weekend, because I think when we fast, we're we're cleansing ourselves of God, and we're allowing God to move in us more than we normally would in certain ways. When you know we give up food, or we give up phones, or we give up TV, or whatever it is, and and we spend that time focusing on God more. And I think when we fast, it's important to allow God to like fill us, and it's important to allow God to move in us. And it's really, it's, I find it really cool that. I get to talk about, I get to talk this morning, I feel like God was saying to talk about his love and how much he longs to just love on us as his children and as kids in him. And it's, it's cool because when we, like we're fasting and we're allowing God to like drum into his love for us and to drum in the thought that he loves us no matter what, the thought that, okay, we're, we're stripping ourselves back now God, do, your, do what you do best. God, do what you do best in me, do what you do best and just pour into me. Do you wanna turn to Romans 13 verse eight? And the the title in my Bible, like for this section is love for the day is near. And, And this is coming back to the thought that God loves us unconditionally. So what do we do with God's love? And it says, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another for he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. That that verse is a scary verse for me. That verse is a verse that challenges me so deeply to my core to let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. The thought of that is that we are challenged by God to love unconditionally, just as he does. And, and when we step into our adoption as his son or his daughter, and as we step into that freedom, and we step into the knowing that he loves us so much, we are then called to love the same. We are then called to step out and to love unconditionally on people that we might not want to love unconditionally, on people that might not be Christian, whatever it is, but we are called to love that same way. And it's so important that, and that we get a grasp of this because we, we say that, like, you know, we say the verse, we're going to love our neighbor as ourselves. But really, how much do we love our neighbor How much do we want to love our neighbour? Because we have to want to love people the way that God loves us. And it's out of that that that, that freedom comes and that understanding comes and the love comes. And and it's out of that place of understanding God's love for us and understanding how we're meant to love others that comes a whole lot of stuff inside of us that gets to be worked on by God. And it comes a whole lot of stuff inside of us when we move move in that way and, and we move in the love of God because when we move in the love of God, the love of God is pure and the love of God purifies us. And as, as, as we're purified by the love of God, we get to be that opportunity to show that to other people. And I really just wanted this morning, as I said, to just really hammer the point home that God loves us. God longs to love us. God loves us no matter what. And it's through that love that we're meant to step out and we're meant to love others the same way. I really just wanted at the, at the end here is just to really position yourselves to allow God to love you and to position your hearts in a way that you can receive what he has for you because he, he, his love is always there. God, God is always longing to speak to us. God is always speaking to us. Sorry, yeah, God is always speaking to us. Whether or not we choose to listen to that and whether or not we choose to accept that as another thing totally. But this morning, I really wanted us to, wherever you're, wherever you're sitting, if you want to stand or you want to kneel or whatever it is, I really just wanted us to sit before God and allow God to do what He wants to do in us and to position our hearts in a place where we can really receive from Him this morning on Father's Day. We can see if, if it's the love of the Father that you've been longing to receive, then you can receive the love of the Father. If it's you wanting to receive something else from God to gain understanding in a certain area you're longing for a revelation or a word or a direction to receive that this morning because God as a father he longs to give that to you he, long, he longs to communicate and he longs to give you things and, and it comes down and I really want this morning what it to come down to is to us just to position ourselves before God to position ourselves to allow him to just transform us from the inside out and it's out of that transformation then that we are called to move out into this week. And I just want to set a challenge to you this week that out of this place, let's, let's go and love other people. Let's make an effort to go out of our way to love other people. Let's make an effort to share the love of God to people, to be that, to be that voice, to let our actions show God's love throughout the week. So if everyone just wants to like open up their hands Wherever they're sitting, you can, you can kneel, you can stand, whatever it is. But let's just allow, us, allow God to move. Let's just allow God to speak to us in this moment. And let's just allow God to transform our hearts from the inside out. So Lord, we just come before you this morning. We just say, God, have your way. Lord God, have your way. Speak into the very bottom of our hearts, Lord. Transform us from the inside out. Impact us with your love, God. Lord, we just call on your name to move. Holy Spirit, would you just move in this place? Would you just touch the hearts this morning, Lord? Just let your love fall in this place.